It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins and cosmetics. This is Hurricane Valley with Gordon Simpson and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yes, a very good evening. It is that time of the week where we get to celebrate everything to do with the Hurricanes and a very good performance against Moana Pacifica, a game where Moana Pacifica, well, they were in the contest through the first 30 minutes. In fact, it was just five tries to two at half time, but boy, second half, the Hurricanes stepped up. Adi Sevilla, without doubt, the best rugby player on the planet. Joining me as my co-host, a man who has played for the Hurricanes, a man who was capped, I think, on 12 occasions for Scotland, Gordon Simpson. Evening to you, Gordon. 12. Jeez, a few more than that, mate. How many? 22. I apologise. Yeah, there's all different stats everywhere. I know, I, I go and look at the stats. <laughs> exactly. A I, lot of people I, do. I, I thought you were more than a dozen man, eh? I looked at you and thought, surely he's played more than that. Yeah, I played a lot off the bench too, so. Um, That's all right. And also in the uh, non-stripping team too, you know, so. Um, but I was over there for a while, but yeah, um, 22. 22. Uh, that's the exact number. There you go. It's a so, printing error, isn't it? Yeah, One absolutely. Have been too. Yeah. yeah, I like to correct people on no, that. No, no, and I'd like to apologise. <laughs> no, no, I'd like to apologise. It's not your fault, mate. No, you're it's just not get, acceptable. You're just getting it off acceptable. the... No, no, no. I backed myself to know my stuff there. <laughs> I feel like I've insulted you, and we've spent the last three or four weeks developing a relationship. I mean, I was even going to get Ben to come in with lovers in the air, every war, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like another guy came to me from Glasgow and said that I only played... Ni- I played 95 games for Glasgow, but I'd only scored 12 tries. Well, I actually ended up scoring 35 tries, so I went straight back to him and said, well, get your facts right, mate. You know, mm. so, yeah, there's a lot of misinformation out there, let's just say What that. did you do with your first ever Scotland jersey? What did I do with it? I framed it. It's at home? Yes, it's oh, still in a frame at home. Lovely. Um, I, also, I also had a bar and restaurant for a, for a time, and uh, in the 99 quarterfinal against the All Blacks, where we had these fantastic orange jerseys um, that we wore, um, uh, I swapped my one with Tane Randall, and I put that up in the bar, the All Black one. I kept the Scotland one down, but I put the All Black one up in the bar in Takapuna. <laughs> oh, brilliant, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, look, I, I want to touch on that game, but I, I, I'm just sitting here. Frustrated, I'm sitting here irate. We saw the Chiefs get beaten by the Reds on Friday night. Again, didn't put their best side out. Um, we had David Hill on the program last night, assistant coach from the Chiefs. I asked him about, you know, why why put out a basically what I considered to be a second string side. And he said, look, we're really at the mercy of New Zealand rugby with this all black rest and rotation policy. And so I look at this game this weekend and I think, you know, the Hurricanes, I reckon they can tip the Chiefs up. I reckon they came close the first time they played each other. I think they did enough in the first half to possibly have the belief that they can beat the Chiefs. Only now to hear that this Hurricanes team, because of the same ridiculous all-black policy, you will not have Geordie Barrett available and you will not have Artie Sevilla. Yeah, if we don't have those two players you playing for our win. team, no, we can't win. And I'm, I'm with, I'm in the same boat as you, mate. I think it's ridiculous. Um, listen, if these guys are tired, let them have a training run off it during the week, but play the games. Well, but, actually, you know? ask them if they're damn well tired. Stop <laughs> telling them they're tired. Yeah. Stop some sports scientist putting up on a damn PowerPoint presentation all this absolute BS. 
You can't do this. You can't do that. Rubbish. People have climbed to the top of bloody Mount Everest, mate. We just had a guy, Jono uh, Riddler, swim 95 kilometres in the water for 33 damn hours. You're getting paid bloody good money. You're a professional rugby player. The reality is most of you only play 50 to 60 minutes anyhow. Yep, and I think you touched on it before too. Um, Prove this is actually works. I mean, it didn't work last year. The All Blacks struggled last year, even with the breaks. Prove that it works because it's certainly not working. So, and I know these guys. They're, well, it didn't they're work frustrated. in 2019 too. Didn't work in 2020. Yep. We can blame all we want on Ian Foster, but Ian Foster, these guys, you know, it goes right back to the Graham Henry days. Have we learnt nothing? We rest and rotated, didn't we, in 2007, and we came undone in the quarterfinals. You know, the best players in the 2011 Rugby World Cup were Jerome Kano and Kevin Mialamu, and both played pretty much the entire Super Rugby season, some of the NPC, and pretty much every minute, every game. Yep. Um, I think, yeah, they're hamstrung by the New Zealand Rugby Union, but I can tell you for a fact, players do not want to be benched. Players do not want to take a break, especially if they're in, in, in sort of building into some good form, you know? Um, we see teams when they when they have a break, or they, they they mix up their players. They lose a bit of continuity. They lose a bit of structure. You know, it takes them a while to get back. I, I I'm like one with you, Mark. I just I don't get it. I don't understand it. And if we don't have those two players you mentioned for the Hurricanes on um, on Saturday, they're, they're two key components but, for a Hurricanes but, but team. Why should people turn up to watch the Hurricanes yep. if this is the way they get the fans are going to be disrespected? Show me another competition in the world where this thing works. The NRL, the best players play every damn week, twenty five weeks. You know, yeah. it's a hard gladiatorial game. Yeah, and that's why the NRL support the bloody fans. You know, NZR for you, all they were worried about is the bloody All Blacks. That's all their concern is. And then it will step down to the Super Rugby. What about the grassroots? You know, what we've, we've discussed it off here before. The school rugby at the moment, what a joke. You know, basketball is just destroying every, con- every bit there because they've got the right. It's about the fan. It's not about the product. But also, too, you know, they rest and rotate. We still don't win. Then you have the all-black coach coming out and saying, oh, but judge us on the World Cup. So then you're reducing it to once every four years. Yeah. So what have you got left? Exactly, exactly. And and why aren't people turning up to watch the thing? All this marketing, all of these marquee players up on billboards, you go, hey, I wouldn't mind going to watch to watch ADCV. I know he's tired. Yeah, exactly. well, well, who told him he was tired? Oh, some sports science dude told us he was tired. The same scientist 500 years ago told us the earth was flat. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, um, yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm. Obviously, we do this, and we, I do this because I was a hurricane. I love the hurricanes, and I'll still continue to watch the hurricanes. But I find the game being very robotic, and it's been, it's been diagnosed into a, to a game that I don't like anymore because of all this. And then, and then, when I want to see these good players play, they get rested. So, and, and I'm just, I'm, I'm one fan. And I know a lot of other people out there have similar feelings to me. Because I don't believe, I believe if you've got, I genuinely believe that if you've got Geordie Barrett, Artie Sevilla, and I think he is the best footballer in the world, I think he proved it last year, why he wasn't nominated for IOB Player of the Year. He was the best player in a, in a losing team, in a forward pack that was bloody awful. He still made his, you know, still made his presence felt. You can't beat the Chiefs this weekend. I'm telling people, if you're out there and you're sports betting, don't even don't think with your don't think with your heart. Think with your head. You cannot beat the Chiefs without Artie Sevilla. Yep, and I think uh, they, the interview after with Artie um, last week after the Pacifica game, and I think I mentioned it last week. I said that um, they lost that Drua game because of lack of experience, um, having senior heads out there. You take away two senior heads like Artie Savia and um, Geordie Barrett. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I mean, they're going to struggle. Um, I mean, listen, I'm happy to be proved wrong, but but again, 
New Zealand public, Hurricane supporters, want to see the Artie Sophia's, want to see the Geordie Barrett's on the field all the time. And because someone's telling them that they're tired, yeah, BS. Yeah, but you know and I know too. I mean, throughout a season, you're going to pick up a niggle and an injury and you're probably going to end up having a week off by default anyway. And then the good coaches will look at games and go, oh, look, you know what? We might just give this guy a break anyway. Because part of building a culture within the team is giving the wider squad a go, making sure those fringe players that are pushing the starting players and training, you reward them. You know, you know that at some point you might need to lean on them. You can't just have them warming the bench the whole time. So the coaches' common sense will prevail where these guys will actually get a break by default or through just good coach planning. But why should but why should um, the Hurricanes coaches and our Super Rugby coaches have their reputations tarnished to somehow enhance the reputation of our All Black coaches? Well, they, they shouldn't. It should, they're, they're there for a reason. They're the coach. They're the coaching management team. They should make the decisions. And like you say, um, it possibly could during the year by default, you know, they might be tied or they might pick up a little niggle. But three games out before, and the, 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 the table of the top four, so close. Okay, but look at this. We potentially, to win this World Cup, might have to play the three games in the space of 15 days. Our guys aren't going to be able to do it because they haven't had to do it. Even last year, when the end of the year tour with the All Blacks, here was a chance, I think, to play. Who did we play? We played England, Scotland, and Wales. And what we did is we put different all-black teams out against every one of those sides. That was your perfect dress rehearsal to take 23 guys and say, this is what's going to happen at the World Cup. Let's have a dress rehearsal. Show your damn body in training what happens on race day, i.e. use those tests to basically have a dress rehearsal for the World Cup. So we get to three games in 15 days. But but hang on a minute. We're normally tired. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and you're right, it comes down to the sports science person saying, this is this is what needs to happen because this is going to get the best results. I don't believe that. I don't believe that sports science has ever played a game of rugby in his life. Um, I just, I don't believe it. And you're right, practice... You as, do not you win know, rugby games in the vacuum of a sports lab. No, nah, exactly right. And that's, yeah. Um, and you're right, they should have done that. They should have done that overseas um, and done those three games in the 15... 15 days because that would be the perfect scenario to ride, run into a, um, a Rugby World Cup, which is clearly the most important thing on the New Zealand Rugby Union agenda. Yes, it's great to win the well, World Cup. but if, I mean, if we don't win it, what have we got left? Exactly. We'll wait another four years and make another four years of sacrifices. If they do that, rugby... What, well, rugby, rugby is, is yeah, gone, yeah. mate. Yeah, it's, it'll die. It'll die, in, especially in the, in the schools, in the, in the lower level, even club rugby, the junior clubs. Very minimal this year. Okay, look, um, we're going to have Tyler Blandale on the program, um, but I just quickly get your thoughts on a more positive note <laughs> that Hurricanes' performance against Moana Pacifica. Second half magnificent. First half was good, you know, conceded three tries, but, you know, obviously whatever was said at half time, they tightened things up, and I think they played to their potential. Always hard to measure it against a team like Moana at times, but you can only play the side in front of you, and 70-odd points is a good, is a good score. Yeah, listen. They started off a little bit. There was a bit of um, bit of discipline, ill discipline um, at the beginning. Moana Pacifica, you know, turned up in that first forty. Um, I thought just in that first half, the Hurricanes' goal line defence was very a little bit um, poor. So they, obviously they're going to need to pick that up for against a, a very good Chiefs team. Um, but yeah, you're right. That second forty, um, whether whether the competition's starting to get to Moana Pacifica a little bit now, and they're starting to um, get a little bit drained. Um, but in saying that, like you say, you know, you've got to play the team in front of you and um, the Hurricanes got a bit of confidence. Hopefully they can take that confidence um, and into the game against the Chiefs. Um, again, I don't know the team. It hasn't been announced. 
obviously Geordie won't be there and and um, Artie as, as as the chat goes. But yeah, listen, the, bit, the the thing you can do, you can only play with the team in front of you. And um, that second half, they'll take massive positives from that. It's like going into World Cup final without Messi. Yeah, I don't really care about football. So, well, you <laughs> might I, end up being a football fan, mate, because at least the players turn up every damn week. <laughs> yeah, my son's playing it now to my 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 disappointment. But listen, I'll follow him. But um, yeah, he, there is well, a lot he of. Doesn't me- want to end up with ears like his old man. <laughs> nah, there's a lot of Messi and Ronaldo talk around our house at the moment. <laughs> Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. A little bit later on in the program, we will get Gordon to give us his DHL Super Rugby Pacific player of the round when it comes to the Hurricanes also his DHL Super Rugby Pacific player of uh, well, of the actual round as well and we do just want to acknowledge DHL we'll take a break when we come back Hurricanes assistant coach Tyler Blandale joins us 16 and a half minutes after 7 you are listening to Hurricanes Valley Mark Watson alongside me Gordon Simpson great pleasure now to welcome on board or welcome to the station one of the uh, one of the Hurricanes assistant coaches Tyler Blandale Tyler good afternoon good evening welcome how are you yeah, good evening, fellas. Yeah, I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me. How are you enjoying uh, coaching uh, post your playing career? Yeah, I'm very much enjoying it. It's uh, a different lifestyle than playing, but um, I think I've always uh, wanted to coach, and I'm pretty lucky to, to be coaching with the Hurricanes at the minute. Yeah, I mean, you're a Canterbury Crusaders man originally, and how have you, have you found uh, putting the sort of the black and yellow on or the black and gold of the Hurricanes on? No, it's been a it's been a great transition coming back from Ireland straight to the Hurricanes and uh, fit right in. They have got a great culture down there. Welcome me in, and um, yeah, I think a pretty talented squad to work with. So consider myself quite lucky to to get to work with the Hurricanes. Hey, g'day, Tyler. It's uh, Gordon Simpson here. Hey, um, yeah, obviously being in the Hurricanes arena um, establishment is probably a lot better than the Crusaders, um, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Just a question. Um, how do you, obviously you're looking after the backline for the Hurricanes this year, and and that was some that was a place where I didn't really like the ball going when I was in my playing days. Um, how do you how do you feel that the um, the backlines performed this year? And is there any any sort of um, guys that you really think are going to start to shine um, that maybe we're not aware of in the next couple of years? Yeah, yeah g'day, Gordon. Well, I reckon it's a very talented bunch of guys in the backs, and I think we kind of base ourselves. With a work rate foundation, guys are really keen to work hard, which is great. And I think you've seen a lot of uh, the exciting skill sets on offer too. And yeah, I mean, Cam Roygaard's obviously come along a long way this season after his NPC last year, and I think he's one for the future that could really take off. And I just, I'm just really, I think there's a lot of promise across our whole backline really. And guys like Billy Proctor really starting to step up in a leadership role, and I think his game's coming on nicely as well. When you sat down and did your review of that game on Monday morning, uh, what were the positives that came out of it and what were the work-ons? What areas weren't you happy with? Yeah, I think we obviously scored some some nice tries, a bit of broken play stuff where guys got to get in some space and show their skill sets. And yeah, we also had to build some tries, which is promising, you know, just put a few phases together, work on that carry and the, the breakdown stuff. So... Uh, that was pleasing, but we were also put under pressure a lot. Um, you know, when we turn over the ball, it puts our defence under pressure. And, and likewise, if we're ill-disciplined, then giving teams easy access to our end, it, it just makes life a bit more difficult. So working on those things this week for sure. Tyler, um, there's a rumour going around, um, a vicious rumour, um, that the possibility of Artie and Geordie Barrett will be rested this week against the Chiefs. Um, I guess what, I, what I'm asking now is, 
where, where are the strengths do you think of the Chiefs have got? Because they're obviously an all-round team at the moment, especially in the back line. Where do you think the strengths are, and and how does how does the Hurricanes combat it? Or you know, what's the best? What are you guys been working on this week to try and eliminate their um, their attacking prowess? Yeah, well, I can't too early to confirm your rumours, but I'm <laughs> yeah. sure if you check some Instagram accounts, you might get a bit of a hint. But yep. um, mate, I just think. The Chiefs are historically very good at their contact skills. They're very aggressive, very good with their clean-outs, their defensive breakdown, put a lot of pressure on there. So we're going to have to be very proactive in that area and match that aggression. I think that's a non-negotiable. And then out in the backs, I think, you know, they're probably top of the top of the competition with their ability to spread the ball to space and just have their one-on-one guys you know, create stuff, and, and they got a lot of speed and ex, uh, excitement in that back line. So back to what I just said, you know, limiting turnovers or, or making sure you give them the ball on your terms is pretty key. Let's just pretend, worst-case scenario, that Artie and Geordie pick up an injury overnight and unavailable for the game on Saturday, or game, unavailable for the game against the Chiefs. Do you want to see Believe You Can Beat the Chiefs, who are coming off the back of the loss, who will want to step up and prove without those two players? Yeah, look, I... I'd like to think our squad's really strong. We've had to use a lot of guys this season, and I think you know we've managed to get a lot of minutes into all of our squad, which is great. And and we're really confident the squad we'll send up to Hamilton will be competitive, and we're obviously chasing a result. So um, yeah, very confident. We're happy with the depth in our squad, and we're expecting the guys that do get selected to do a job. Tyler, I spoke to Corey Jane a few weeks ago um, on the show too, um, and I said to him, I think this might have been before the last Chiefs game that you played, I said that uh, back in my day, and we're going back a few few decades, um, we used to sort of target a player as a, as a for me as an open side flanker, and obviously with um, Damien McKenzie. Um, I know you can't do that this day, but it just seems when I'm, when I'm watching him play at the moment, he has a lot of time, and that's where he's generating space for for people around it. Is, is he a major a major discussion when you sort of talk about it, the Chiefs and, and obviously this game on Saturday? Yeah, well, he's a huge danger, and I think you know you've got to be aware of what he can do, which is a lot. You know, he kicks well, he runs well, he can set up the guys around him, but uh, we can't be putting too much emphasis emphasis on him and going out of system trying to trying to take him out, I guess, or put pressure on whatever those old days used to do. But <laughs> Yeah, taking um, out a spot on, mate. Yeah, mate. Exactly, but <laughs> yeah, you honestly, I mean, that just opens up spaces around and he's just too good to he'll pick that apart. So I You can't run with no legs, can you? No, I know, but trying to catch him is quite difficult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, he's in top form at the minute. And it's going to be a good challenge. One player, and I think arguably it was his finest game in the jersey, and that was Aidan Morgan in the number 10. Um, what did you make of that performance, and just how good can this guy get? Yeah, I think, you know, he had a great game. He was involved all around the park, and he had a great platform to play off as well, which is, you know, pretty key and something we're trying to replicate going forward. And I think he's doing a great job um, developing his kind of game management and his ability to cool and drive our team around the field, which is which is pleasing. And I think his combinations with Cam and Boothy has been pretty consistent throughout the season, which helps. So having that halfback team combination, that's pretty key. And, yeah, really pleasing how he's coming on. Tyler, a final question for me. Um, Apart from Geordie, who will probably, I'd say, would be in the All Black squad to go in that World Cup, is there any potential bolters that you could be potential coming out of the Hurricanes backline? I can suggest Billy Proctor. 
Well, I think Billy Proctor's been a real key to our performances this year. He's a he's a key man in our defensive structure. He leads the way there, but I'm really excited for him how his attacking games come on. And you know, as I said, he's a real leader, but starting to look dangerous with ball in hand. So Billy for sure, and obviously I think Cam Roygaard's shown that he could add a bit of zip in that nine position. He's had a strong season, had a lot of game time. So, yeah, those two for sure. Well, Tyler, look, all the very best against the Chiefs, and thank you for joining the programme tonight. Greatly appreciated. No problem. Thanks for having me. Have a great night. Thank you, Tyler Blandahl there, one of the assistant coaches for the Hurricanes. I mean, I've just got this feeling there'll be a couple of injuries to both Savia and Geordie Barrett overnight, and they just won't front. Yeah, um, yeah, they might have picked something up at training today, maybe, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with the All Blacks telling them they need to. No, rest. nothing at all. It's nothing got nothing to do with the All Blacks. Now, this was just on the field training. <laughs> oh, I love to be cynical, Gordon. You're a good man, mate. You've had enough. Of, you've had a gutful like I have. It's almost like we haven't been around the block, mate. You know? <laughs> uh, Gordon, now, the DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Who is your DHL Super Rugby Pacific Hurricanes Player of the Week? Well, this lad scored a hat-trick and potentially might have pulled up uh, a bit lame after that game, so may not be playing this weekend. So, um, Adi Savia for me. Yeah. Okay, and your DHL Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Round. Yeah, well, obviously the um, the Crusaders played well, but I'm, I'm I can't in my DNA I cannot pick a Crusaders person. Yeah, you're a beautiful so, man, mate. So, you're a beautiful man. Um, I'm going to pick uh, a player from the other team, from the Blues, so, um, which I'm sure that Stephen Devine after me may may uh, also choose. Can I read Agent, your mind? Oh. Can I read your mind? I might have just said it out loud then, did I? I was going to say Adrian Choate. Adrian Choate yeah. is exactly who I was going to say. What um, a hell man, eh? What, just I mean, a, if you're the Warriors, you'd sign that guy tomorrow. Seriously, he, he's one guy who would walk into rugby league and be brilliant. He's Simon Mannering all over. The guy yeah. just is a tackling machine. I was, that's exactly what I was going to say, a tackling machine. Uh, he does all that dirty work. He just, he's just full on. I think maybe the other one, maybe the, her, the um, the boy from um, the Highlanders, the seven, Billy, Billy, Billy... The captain, Harmon, yeah, Billy, Billy Harmon. Same, same sign of thing. Yeah. Those, those two could walk into a league but, team. But we've been on the same wavelength tonight. It's getting a bit <laughs> scary, mate. We haven't disagreed on anything, mate. If we were playing that game, snap, it'd be like snap, oh. snap. Don't you say that all the t- every week when you close off? It's been a beautiful thing. It is. The DHL <laughs> Super Rugby Pacific. Catch the action live on Sky Sport or get tickets at superrugby.co.nz. Okay, just uh, final thoughts here from you, Gordon, before we wrap things up. About the rugby or about the golf on the weekend? Either or, I just want some PGA. final thoughts. Um, now, nah, listen, um, I think if those two players uh, that we've mentioned a lot in this program uh, st- uh, stood down, it's going to be a real tough game for the for the Hurricanes. Um, never say never, though, with the Hurricanes. You never know with them. Uh, but the Chiefs will want to obviously put things right after that uh, performance against the Reds last week. So, But hopefully it's a good watch. End of the day, let's yeah. hope it's a good watch. Speaking of a good watch, I know you watched Hayden Wild in the World Cup Triathlon on Saturday afternoon, winning in Yokohama. What a classy performance that was. Just love it. I just love everything he does. I love the, 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 the grit, the determination these guys have. It's awesome. Do you think he has rest and rotation? Do you think he can afford to have rest and rotation? Do you think he doesn't get tired? I'm not sure about that. I don't know if he... He probably has a few protein shakes uh, as opposed to maybe going out and having a few beers at the local nightclub. My my point is, other (laughs) athletes do it way tougher and it's none of this resting and rotating and there's other crap. Listen, he's got a week off before the next one, so that's a little bit of rest. But a week off, there's still a lot of training in that week. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, a lot of hard run sessions as well. Can you not spot the sarcasm in my voice? I know, yeah. No, you're a beautiful man in a very platonic way, mate, in a very platonic way. Oh, look, it's been a, a privilege and a pleasure. To be fair there, Gordon. No, it's been good. Good chat tonight. Yeah, excellent. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, rest and rotation. Yeah. Take a break. We need to do an hour show on the ends of the RFU. Oh, let's get it on. Mate, happy to get you in with the panel, mate. We're happy to do a show on it. We'll just get you back in at some point. I don't let's know if do Mark it. Robinson, who I used to play with, would uh, want to sit next to me anymore, to be fair. I know Mark Robinson's not the player that you once played with, mate. He's, he, <laughs> he's, he's a different person off the field. He's a different person, mate. Yeah. 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 No, he is. He's morphed into suit and tie and corporate and we only give a shit about the All Blacks. What do they say? You've changed. <laughs> <laughs> You're clearly married. <laughs> That's us.